kidding me, seriously? CP, can you at least hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. But there was no music? Nah. No music. Start it again. Let's fucking start this all over again. <laughs> okay, here. You hear that? Oh, shut it down. Nope. No, Let me, just can your you voice. hear the... Can you hear the gross nut thing? My heavy breathing. The net. Oh, no. oh, oh, there I'm we go. The net. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that one. You can hear that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Frick. I don't know what's going on with this stupid program. Anyway, uh, welcome, friends and fans. <laughs> so this was supposed to be the Mulligan episode, and apparently we are literally starting it off ex- exactly the same as I guess we're deleting this one too. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, anyway, welcome to the live Vertebraman post game next week post show. It is chaos. And again, we're proving why that is the theme this year. Uh, the show by the fans for the fans. If you're joining us today, it might be a mistake. You might be like, well, we didn't play. Why are you guys doing this? And it is because. I have to own the fact that I deleted last week's episode. I was so frustrated with the stuff that wasn't working. I just started clicking and deleting things. <laughs> and uh, then, poof, there went the show. So <clears throat> that is, uh, that's why we're back in it today. And uh, very happy to be joined by Christian and King Ian. Sooner isn't on the uh, show today, so there shouldn't nobody should ruin it. So that'll be nice. Uh, it's nice that Ian was able to join and I don't hear myself talking back. Way to go, King Ian. Like you are, you're doing, uh, doing a better job than sooner. You might just, you might just take his job. Anyway, we'll, uh, we'll say hi to them in just a second. If you want to uh, join us when we go live, it's every Sunday, uh, 4 PM Eastern standard time. And if not, you can reach out to us on Twitter. Christian is at SVWOMYTFC. Myself at Not Easy Green. Screw all of that. Just come find us on the Discord. Although this last week, the Discord was kind of quiet. I uh, I woke up many mornings not seeing you've missed 150 some messages. And I'm, I'm not sure if that's just because the transfer window is, is over. Uh, but the Discord has been a great place uh, for folks that uh, speak English, like Verta Bremen, to kind of collect and uh, and banter things back and forth. And you can even just be on autopilot there. You can join Discord and just come for the laughs and read. Uh, but or, you're welcome uh... to... What? Talk about uh, NCAA fucking football or whatever horse shit the Americans go on about for extended oh, I know. periods of time. I don't, go Sooners, I, I guess. I don't know. I'm now officially an Oklahoma Sooner, Sooner fan, apparently. I've been... Rec- right. who's, who's, their, uh, who's their biggest nemesis, their biggest rival? Mm, yeah. Texas or something? I'm, sure. Yeah, let's go with Texas. Hook them, horns. Sooner hates sure. when I say Texas roll tide. Is- who's that? <laughs> That's Alabama yeah. Crimson Tide. I think it's uh yeah, yeah well, I'm, I'm a, either gonna you know what I'm actually gonna do Brigham Young University. <laughs> Let's go fucking fighting Mormons. That untapped market. I, I like if you don't put a if you don't put a comma in your sentence there, Christian. Let's go fucking Mormons. That was. Uh... <laughs> well, it's, I think I think it's uh, I think their mascot is the kissing cousins. So, uh, let's go kissing cousins. That's also Alabama's. Is that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a good portion of. Uh, 
good portion of the southern states there. I think I think the old joke there is that uh, how do you circumcise a guy there down there? You just kick his sister in the jaw. All right, yeah, moving on. If you want to uh, hang out with us on uh, Discord or whatnot, you can find us uh, that and all kinds of other stuff on the link tree. So the one website that you need to know is linktree backslash verter na l-a-n-k-t-r dot e-e backslash verter na and that's got all kinds of stuff uh there for you to check out including but not limited to the uh swag shop so i, I was gonna have king ian uh just give us a quick little rundown of what's happening at the store there and if there's any new stuff on the way or if it's just gonna be the same old crap and in order to keep <laughs> this thing afloat you guys need to buy two of everything. Uh, go ahead, King. Uh, preferably three of everything. That would really three help, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so the shop is live. Uh, there's a link in the uh, link tree. Um, I'll also repost it here on the uh, Discord, maybe just after the show. Um, and there's actually a sale on right now uh, through to the uh, Tuesday. I think it's at 11 a.m. Eastern uh, is when it ends. So today and tomorrow, uh, you can get $13 T-shirts. If you want to expand your wardrobe, uh, maybe double up on the ones you've uh, already got. And to go with the sale, uh, I've actually re-added the What to Do shirts. Um, so uh, those are back up uh, on the store for today and tomorrow um, to go with the nice. sale. So um, the Ugly Birds design did have to come down, though. So that is no longer available uh, for obvious reasons. So uh, the uh, yeah, I'm open to designs if people have them. Uh, I've tried... Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, to add some uh, as they sort of come up. But uh, if anyone has any ideas, I can try with my limited uh, design abilities to add some myself as well. But yeah, any sort of ideas uh, obviously helps. So uh, for a bit of transparency, transparency with the sales and um, where the money is going, uh, we earn 2 to $3 uh, approximately per sale that's made in the shop. Uh, and the money goes back into the show uh, to help pay for some of the sound effects and none of the music you don't hear. So um, <laughs> I don't which know. Is, which is exactly why you get the quality you get because yeah, it's 2 to $3 exactly. every purchase. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So there's been a handful of sales. Um, the I, I think under the old shop, I couldn't see who was buying things, but I can see. Who's Ooh. buying things now? So we can give out like platinum memberships. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who's buying the <laughs> sex toys and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Who's buying those Mitchell Visor thongs? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, it would be really cool if um, if anyone has some stuff, if you uh, could share a photo of it or something like that. I think it'd be really neat to see um, see people in their in their gear. Um, yeah, just kind of bring bring sort of everything full circle. Um, and related. Yeah, sorry. Go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, oh, and I was just going to say, related to the shop, um, I, deal, uh, I do still have some uh, of those Verder North America flags available for sale. So I bought some oh, flags. Nice. Uh, I, I had made some flags ahead of my trip that I went on last year um, and uh, ordered them uh, personally. And so I have uh, a few extras. So I have four extras, I believe. So I can repost those in the uh, Discord as well so people can see those if they're interested in buying uh, one of them. You can just PayPal me uh, or whatever. And uh, yeah, I think about $60 Canadian shipped. Uh, I should be able to do that to anyone in North America and anyone outside of North America. If you're interested, just let me know and I can look at um, what uh, shipping options exist. And I don't mind taking a bit of 
a cut to uh, get it shipped out to you. So <laughs> what a guy, <laughs> what a guy. Well, what I'm thinking we absolutely should, should have depending of course on if this catches on, um, like I'd mentioned last show, we were supposed to have this, uh, you know, quasi orgasmic noise every single time we use the name Christian gross, uh, which would be, so I'm thinking <laughs> we should probably uh, like a shirt with his face on it, with that on the, on it somewhere. Or even just write skeet skeet on the back. <laughs> Well I'll, well, I'll reach out to the uh, Threadless and see if we can get um, like audio <laughs> files implanted in the shirts because that would be, I mean, ideal. Obviously, so push we'll, a button. It's like those ugly it, Christmas T-shirts, but yeah, exactly. Push a yeah. Button. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> well, without uh, further ado, we obviously have to ask the most important question on the day, Christian. What it do? What in motherfucking do? What's going on, boys? Oh, for me, it's uh, the last, probably the last nice week of summer coming up here this next week. So we'll try and get as much outside time as possible before the nasty rolls in. You guys about to have to like sub-zero temperatures in about a week and a half, I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> Already waxing up the skis. <laughs> That's right. It's the only way to get to the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> I've flown in by helicopter otherwise. <laughs> Ian, what's going on in your world? Not too much. Yeah, I was out of town last weekend, um, and then yeah, we noticed. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I uh, I was in New York actually for, uh, for ooh, look at you. And, uh, yeah, so we were. Uh, you have New York. Games. Sooner's got a VPN. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Bilderberg Group over here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. like working man of the world. <laughs> Yeah, so just settling back into uh, life back in the real world and, uh, yeah, getting back up to speed. Played hockey last night for the first time in a few months, so a bit sore today from that, but uh, otherwise not too bad. Well, there's no comedy there. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unless you want to talk about smelling jock straps. I mean, <laughs> Groin pulls and things like that. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, let's... Uh, we were going to kind of do a, a bit of a, a rehash from the show last week. Um, I obviously don't want to go through the entire game. I do apologize. I mean, this was Verter's first win in, in <laughs> how long? And and I managed to botch it. Um, so, you know, just kind of very uh, glibly, the uh, the stats appeared very similar, except for, I think, uh, fouls. We were up on them. Uh, a little bit and corners they they were they were up there but other than that I think the stats are pretty well even um, and then as far as tactics goes the biggest thing that we noticed uh, was that you know the that that um, the substitutions that were made were kind of forced uh, upon Ole Werner and the the fact that um, uh, Kovnaski is not the same player as Fulkrug rather than having a player that drops into the midfield just like Dukes uh, Kovanovsky actually created a lot of open spaces for people like Schmid uh, by running the lanes. So Kovanovsky put in the effort. He created space multiple times throughout the game, and it kind of became uh, an opening or an opportunity for Werder as they kind of got back to this older style run and gun that we've seen from Ole Werner's teams 
uh, way back at the beginning of last year. And again, this was kind of a callback to that, uh, but it really did start with Kovanovsky. The rest of the team was exactly, basically exactly the same as the week before, um, but he was a real difference maker, even without scoring a goal. Um, and then, of course, the the late uh, later in the game substitutions and, and Jinma having a, a phenomenal um, debut for Roberto Bremen. Uh, obviously, fans couldn't have been more elated or happy with the performance. Uh, there was only one player on the field that didn't live up to the hype of the rest of the team, and that, of course, was Christian Gross. I'm about the net. Oh, no. Oh, I'm about the net. Oh. <laughs> and uh, I believe Christian kind of walked us through uh, – you know, some of the, the issues there um, and that he was basically a, a, a pylon or a useless tart on the field. I'm not sure if you want to go into that at all, uh, Christian, kind of some of the review you had of the game, because you were pretty, you were pretty uh, reserved as far as the excitement goes and had a little bit of steam uh, for Ole Werner uh, post game. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't want to say exactly everything that I said before, mostly because I don't have it written down anymore. But the right. basic premise was, uh, you know, there was some some hope initially with Werner when he took the coaching position because we knew that he had originally played a 4-3-3 and switched his formation to accommodate the players that had been made available to him and had been quite successful in doing so. So that, to me, at the time, not necessarily now, but at the time it suggested that this was a coach who was willing capable and able of um you know making changes uh whenever it was necessary to succeed now since then we've seen the exact opposite we've seen a man who seems to be stubborn and stuck in his ways um who does not want to uh to accommodate uh new players young players and is solely dependent upon the old uh, exhibit A would be Christian Gross. Hero I'm about the net. Oh, no. Oh, I'm about the net. Oh. Oh. Um, <laughs> and foe to the rest of us. And, I mean, so Gross played approximately, if I'm not mistaken, uh, 75 minutes that game. Once again, displacing new signing, uh, Sene Linen. Hold on. Let me just pull this up. Now, I had mentioned that Christian Gross had scored the, the lowest oh, amount. No. Oh, oh, I'm about the net. Oh. Uh, had scored, uh, you know, the lowest points on the field through Sofa score at 6.2. Um, he had played 76 minutes. He had 36 touches. His passing accuracy was only at 64%. Um, his ground duels won were 0 out of 5. His aerial duels won were 0 out of 1. His possession lost was 14. Of course, he had hot one over foul. Here, yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, clearances were one and then dribbled past three times. So now if we compare to his substitute, Sene Linen, who we, you know, have been excited about because we've needed a uh, a six or a player that can play the six no. for about a decade and a half at this point. So Sene Linen played 14 minutes. Uh, his accurate passing was uh, 67%. Four out of six of his passes were accurate and completed. Um he had one, one out of two ground duels won. Uh, possession lost twice, foul once. Uh, he had one clearance, one interception, one tackle. So in 15 minutes, Senna Lina did more than Christian Gross did all fucking game. Um, and we knew this was a thing when we saw him play against Bayern Munich. 
and he was absolutely fucking incredible. And yet, the flexibility that we pray and hope for with Verner uh, does not seem to be there. So the success last week was in spite of Verner, not because of Verner. Right. So now all we can do is hope and pray that he recognizes his fully, I doubt it, and will now make the changes that are absolutely necessary, I doubt it, um, and going <laughs> forward... We'll, you know, we'll see a different team uh, with younger, new signings on the field. I doubt it. <laughs> well, that, uh, yeah, that basically was the, the general sentiment that you had relayed uh, last week. I'm to the to the point about uh, in spite of of Werner, um, the the Kovanovsky starting position was because Fulkrug was no longer there. Um, the injection of Voltamad into the starting uh, or into the uh, into the striker position was because uh, Dukes uh, came down with an injury. Uh, King Ian, any thoughts on uh, the last game? Thoughts on what Christian had to say there before we move on? No, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I think it's always tough to um, compare players when when they come on in a direct game as a substitute. I'm not defending the man who shall not be named um, <laughs> well done. In, in any sense. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I like, yeah, the replacement is definitely needed and is, uh, is fully warranted. Uh, but it's always tough when, when someone comes on and the, the, the match is different and stuff like that. Right. So, um, but yeah, I don't understand how he keeps going with Christian Gross. You left space. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't understand why he keeps going with him, but uh, as, and to Christian's point, I don't see it changing at all. Right? I mean, I think he's just going to keep going with him. Right. Well, with uh, that in mind, let's turn our attention to the transfer window. We did discuss this lightly last week. However, uh, since we are just skimming over the uh, greatest win in Werder history for some time, uh, we will uh, we'll spend maybe a little bit more time on the transfer window. So Werder closed off the this last window, shipping off 13 players, bringing in five, uh, making Werder's squad one of the smallest in the league. Uh, the windfall deadline day sales of Fulkrug and Griev brought in the bulk of the transfer surplus. Uh, and we see Werder heading into the season netting a positive 20, 21 million in transfer revenue. Um, the uh, the headliners for departure, of course, Fulkrug, Griev, Schmidt, Kirodia, and Buchanan. And the incoming players, uh, Lenin, Keita, Kovnaski, Diman, or is it? I don't even know how to say Demon, Demon, yeah, Demon, Demon, no N, silent N. Okay, yeah, and Demon, uh, Demon, okay, Demon, yeah, <laughs> Demon, but <laughs> do you, player? <laughs> uh, for whatever reason, that just gave me a flashback to uh, Arrested Development. Anyang, <laughs> Demon. <laughs> <laughs> so when we take a look at the transfer window, the question I wanted to ask Christian and that we kind of went through a little bit, we'll bring in King Ian as well. Did we actually strengthen the team this year? Are we better off than we were uh, before? Christian, to you. Um, yeah, I said on, on paper, absolutely a hundred percent. We are, um, uh, it's just a matter of whether we, uh, use our strengths and played our strengths. And 
as of right now, I will go ahead and say that we will not, um, simply because all the proof that we've seen in the past couple of months has suggested otherwise. There seems to be this steadfast, and I'm sorry to keep beating a dead horse here, but uh, <laughs> it seems to be this steadfast stubbornness to not change a thing despite there being no results in favor of. Um, if we go through, like, let's just go through the different players that we uh, transferred sure. in and out. Um, just bear with me here. I had this fucking departures, and all right. So arrivals, we'll go through. We'll start with uh, newest to 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 last here. Um, so uh, some of the big ones that we had. So Olivier Damon, uh, who plays left field, fullback position. Uh, you know, Circle Bruges uh, is twenty three years old, which is fantastic. Great age for a fucking player. Uh, has quite a few games under his belt already. Um, you know, let's see here. He currently has, uh, sorry. So well, he's, he's playing got, for a starter for two years now. Yeah. Basically so already since starter. he's 21, which is brilliant. Um, you know, recently he had, why is this such a pain in the ass? So he's got 93 games under his belt, 11 assists and four goals. I'm um, at the age of 23 at Cercle Bruges, Cercle Bruges in the uh, Belgian league. Uh, Jupiter Pro League. So, I mean, that that into itself is pretty goddamn impressive, you know? Uh, they were in the European uh, playoffs where he got two assists. Absolutely brilliant. So that's uh, that, to me, is a great signing and a position that we need. Um, so then, once again, the will we play him? Who fucking knows? We got Jung out there who just seems to be like a hell of a player. So let's just keep playing him because he's had some fantastic <laughs> fucking results. So um, then I'll, I'll, I'm just going to put this uh, to you and King Ian. I'll, uh, I'll maybe yeah. let King Ian respond first. So then they, they moved out Buchanan. They brought in Demont. Is this a like-for-like like change or does Demont bring us something more than you felt that we would be getting uh, with Buchanan? King Ian. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm not overly uh, familiar with Demont, but um, to me, it seems like, I, I, I don't know, I feel like we had a really good thing with Buchanan. Um, I'm not, I wasn't super uh, set on the player or uh, connected to the player at all, but um, it, it would have been, it, it, it's strange that we didn't give Buchanan much of a chance, shipped him out and then brought in sort of a similar sort right. of replacement. I mean, it looks good. I think um, that Demont has had, uh, yeah, he's 23, but Buchanan is also, oh yeah, Buchanan's 22. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's a, it's a bit of a like for like change, but uh, who knows, maybe the, uh, a Belgian will settle a bit better in Bremen than, uh, uh, than an Englishman. Uh, who knows, right? Sure. Christian? Um, I'm going to say that, uh, yeah, you know what? Buchanan always showed a lot of promise. We didn't get to see a lot of it, unfortunately. Yeah. I have a sneaking suspicion that Damon is probably a better player. Uh, he's already got more first team, uh, experience under his belt playing That's for true. a higher level. Yeah. Um, so I think that is a big thing, you know, both playing in Europe and playing in the, in the Belgian league and I'll let people fucking poo poo that. But fact of the matter is the Belgian league is a great league, especially for youth development. You know, it's not. 
Uh, sorry, it's not the fucking Premier League, but you know what? Neither is playing fucking Bundesliga 2. So everyone needs to temper their expectations. I do think that Bremen supporters are a little bit more realistic about shit than some some other people that support other clubs. Um, regardless, and I think Demal also has uh, a couple more caps. He definitely has more under 21 caps. And I think he uh, he at least has like two Belgian senior caps, if I'm not mistaken. So that he to me, one earlier well, this year. the Belgians, yeah. pardon? Uh, he got one earlier this and, year in June. Yeah, he yeah. was just called up to the there national team. So, yeah, absolutely. Right. And I think he has a second one coming up because he just got called. Yeah, up recently. oh, definitely. So, and yeah. and you know, and that that to me, at Belgian, uh, while they haven't necessarily been performing to their strengths, still a solid fucking national team, and we're lucky to have anybody playing national football right now. Considering that's a valid point. So I, I, you know, I think he's a better player than Buchanan. Uh, and who knows what happened with Buchanan? I like Buchanan. Uh, I'm sure his mom's foxy as fuck, but <laughs> fact of the matter is he's gone. We got paid for him. I'm not going to shed any tears. I, I too did not have any personal uh, ties to the guy. So, you know, bon voyage, take care of yourself. And I, I, I did him well. I, I think I would uh, just as far as pedigree and, uh, and stats, I would agree with you that Demar would appear to be a better footballer. Um, I, I know he's got more offensive capability than Buchanan just simply because of where he has played in his past, right? He has played always on the upper, uh, top, top half of the field, like always in the attacking zone. Uh, so I, I do, I, I, that that makes me pretty excited. Um, the only thing about the whole issue, the whole thing, only thing that bothers me about it is Buchanan being valued at three mil selling for one and a half and Demont, we're, I think we paid four, uh, for him. So just the finances on it kind of makes me shake my head a little bit. Um, cause we had, but again, Buchanan didn't want to be here anymore. Sound like he didn't, uh, like, uh, King Ian said, didn't settle well, et cetera, et cetera. So we, we move on, uh, speaking of moving on, let's, uh, who's next on, on the incoming list there, Christian. I've got, uh, Sina Linen, Linen, that fucking guy. Um, once again, Linen. Yeah. Uh, once again, solid player. In a position that we have needed for time, 24 has a huge amount of experience, both in the first division in Belgium and has also some experience with the under 21 Belgium uh, and uh, has played in Europe as well. Uh, So, I mean, this is a dude that we honestly need to see more of and I think will be successful here if he fucking plays. Therein lies Mm -hmm. the problem. Um, But yeah, I mean... I don't know what else to say about that. Uh, well, I would jump in and say that this was a great move for the club. Two million dollars yeah. uh, is a decent amount to pay for for a solid six. Uh, in yeah. our, given our position, what we need, I am a little concerned about the long term injury he had last year. But we are going to have to see how that plays out. And you're right; it really does come down to the coach as to whether we see the best of him or what he can really do. King Ian, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. No, I mean, similar points, right? I mean, it's the, you, we bring in a very good player for uh, not a massive fee, but uh, play him. <laughs> I mean, that's the, that's the big yeah. thing, right? Is get him out there. And uh, we have people that can play that position, not very well. Um, so let's uh, have someone else play it. All right, Christian, what's next? Who's next? Well, uh, Nabi Keita, you know, probably the, I guess, arguably one of the biggest signings we have this year. I mean, uh, based on name alone, uh, it's what kicked off the to... transfer window for us and made us all think yeah. this was the, going to be the greatest transfer window Big ever. One. Yeah. 
<laughs> but we all knew um, better. Yeah, seriously. Uh, massive player, provided he can yeah, stay healthy, yeah. right? But I think um, the key thing here is him staying healthy, getting healthy and staying healthy. I think this is a stepping stone for him. And to be honest, I'm oh, fine yeah. with that. I think I think we all know that. Uh, anybody thinking that he's going to be live and die for Werder Bremen at this point in time is fairly <laughs> delusional. Uh, you know, I, I'm happy if he stays fit, manages to put in 20 plus games here, uh, would be absolutely brilliant. And then we can sell him for fucking 15 million or whatever absurd amount of money. Uh, but yeah, no, it could be, could be a massive player for him, a uh, massive uh, player for us and, and could be really good for his career. Um, so yeah, we'll see. As far as the Kaita deal is concerned, I think this one really does show us the benefit of having uh, Jans as a part of the, the front office. Yeah. Um, not to mention with a number of the other signings or even the people that we've been linked to uh, during this transfer window. I think I had gone through some information as to over the last few years, how many players actually came in uh, from foreign leagues or from um, you know leagues outside of Germany. And it was incredible the difference this one uh, window was not just with the players that were coming in, but the yeah. players that we were being linked to. And I think this was something that Juan pointed out on discord that uh, nearing the end of the window, the reason the discord was going absolutely batshit crazy. If we had had the discord a year ago, I guarantee you it wouldn't have been going as nuts. So as it was yeah. this summer, because everybody was, we knew everything that was like, it was all just local talent guys. We already knew, Right. We weren't really being linked with anybody, but but this window, we were being linked with players all over the place, um, you know, and and I, I still I, I think uh, now I'm trying to remember the guy's name. Torre might be might might eventually show up. <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, it's exciting to even be in the mentioned in the same sentence right. uh, linked with a player from yeah. AC Milan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, when's the last time that happened? When's the last time we signed any players? I forget who mentioned it, but when's the last time we signed any players from, uh, you know, top divisions in other countries, you know, yeah. that weren't yeah. fucking, uh, you know, Germans that played for us in our academy two decades ago. And since then, I was sort of floundered or been injured or whatever the fuck. Yeah, no, I mean, Jans is already starting to prove himself to be a, an incredible acquisition. Uh, my biggest fear is that we scare him off. And then, of course, you know, certain portions of the fan base say, well, he was never any good to us and he didn't do this and didn't do that and you know bauman's a fucking genius so he should be able free reign to do whatever he wants and he's going to get all the best signings and clemens fritz will sign us a dozen duds that never pan out <laughs> well, I, I said i said it last show and i'll say it again for for the sake of uh i guess posterity but i i think Jans will be the best move that bauman makes with his career uh at all I, I bar none i think yeah. he's gonna be the best yeah absolutely uh i think we've just got what uh kovanaski and bore left um yep yeah and then like some of the kids who sort of stuck around if we want to go into those two sure. yeah. um so yeah kovanaski uh i free transfer from dusseldorf in the bundesliga zwei 26 uh so a little bit older but also you gotta remember as a striker gives him some uh some time uh, they're not going to, you know, I played at Sampdoria and it, which is a massive fucking feat. Uh, Lech Poznan in, um, 
in uh, Poland there, which is, I mean, they're, they're a pretty big club in Poland as well. So it's, I, I think it's absolutely brilliant. I'm pretty excited. He plays for the, the Polish national team, which is good. He's got seven caps and one goal with them. Uh, for the under-21 team, he scored 15 goals and 22 caps, which is pretty goddamn big. Uh, yeah, no, I think this could be one of our better strikers, uh, once again, if he gets the time to play. Uh, it's obviously very, very early, um, and the, the leap from Bundesliga 2 to uh, to just the Bundesliga is, is pretty big because um, mm -hmm. you're playing against way better defenses. But what we saw last game already suggested to us that this guy is just fucking chomping at the bit to get out there and score some goals um yep. i'm excited to see what he can do uh yeah i preseason he looked fantastic as well i might add yeah king ian thoughts i like the signing um yeah i didn't uh get to watch i like that it was free yeah that's mostly important yeah <laughs> um yeah i didn't get to watch the match last week but um it's nice seeing him uh, seeing him out there and yeah like i said earlier i think getting these people these new people uh the opportunity is really important i think that's been a big problem we've had in the last couple of seasons is just uh freezing people on the benches right so yeah yeah yeah. So the uh, the next one uh, is Bore uh, or Bor. Um, this one has caused a little bit of a split amongst the fan group, uh, not just in North America but also in Germany. That uh, he didn't look like he was uh, really a look. It seemed like an afterthought emergency signing. Uh, what are your thoughts on on the player, Christian? Um. I mean, I remember him being mentioned, and I know that this is not an MLS podcast, but there were ties with uh, Toronto FC to him uh, back before he signed with Eintracht. And uh, I know there's, I, I know quite a few guys who follow the Argentinian league, and we're very excited about him potentially coming because um, he was, he did very well in South America um, at club level. And uh, played both in, uh, not the Copa America, Copa Liber Libertadores. And then also, you know, in Argentina and also in Brazil, I think. Anyways, regardless, was was regarded very highly. Um, it doesn't look as if it's been as successful at Eintracht for whatever reason. I, You know what? I'm not one of these people who are ready to wash their hands of a player after one or two bad seasons. Uh, because it is an adjustment and sometimes players just aren't a fit for the team, but that doesn't, or the formation or whatever the fuck it is. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're bad players. Um, I have no clue how he fits into this team here. Uh, it does kind of feel a bit like a knee jerk signing, but it doesn't look like one. That's a bad one. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Uh, Cause he is a guy who who's good. He's coming for dirt cheap. And there's, you know, once again, I think it's a lot like the Kaida thing where we're, we're just getting them. We're basically keeping them fit for Frankfurt. So if he goes into form, yeah. they can sell him off for money and he can continue to hopefully have a better career somewhere else. Right. And for us, we just need a guy. We need a body and a body that can fucking play. Uh, and as far as I know, he qualifies as both. I know Juan is pretty high on him uh, for unbiased reason, reasons, I'm sure. Um, but uh, here we go. Get ready for Josh Sergeant comps. Um, <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, I mean, he's no, he's no Josh Sergeant. Few men are on this. Nobody planet. works as hard. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody works as hard. But uh, yeah, no, I think, I think he could be a smart signing. Uh, my only issue is that he takes away time from, uh, from the lights of Nima or um, uh, Voltamata. 
but uh, who fucking knows, right? Like, yeah, I think that's that's some of the, the the argumentation against it is that this and the other part, I believe, and I can be corrected here, but I thought I had read somewhere that we've picked up his three million dollar salary. Like we're we're paying his salary in full. Oof. Yeah, which I again, if I if I'm correct in that, or if I read that correctly, that's that is tough to pay that to take away a place for development. Um, I don't yeah. doubt he's a comp, uh, a, a comparable player. I, I don't doubt that he could do some good things for us. Uh, but if yeah. we are in fact paying his salary and we're going to give him back at the end of the season, the question is, did we, do we really need him uh, in order to achieve our goals this year? Uh, Cause that's, that's a hefty price to pay uh, to potentially take a, a starting spot or a spot away from a developing player. Um, I, to really have no nothing in the pocket at the end of the season. Go ahead. Yeah, I think there's something to be said about uh, bringing in a player like that that can sort of push your younger players. Like, I mean, it, it will be something that will obviously have them worried about their playing time and stuff like that, but maybe it helps elevate them in trying to show that they're better than this player. The fear that I have is that Werner doesn't care about that and doesn't <laughs> reward those players for their efforts yeah. uh, and then allows them that chance to play uh, ahead of Bore. But um, yeah, I mean, with all this stuff, we'll just have to wait and see how it plays. For sure. I, I was thinking about it the, uh, the other day or probably even just on trans, transfer deadline day or whatever, you know, when, when full Krug moved out, you know, players like Jinma, uh, Voltima, their eyes probably got really wide and they're like, oh yeah. And and then Bore comes in at the end and they're like, oh. <laughs> Had it. Well, we can barely hear you, Christian. What you have to be in the same there? room as the microphone, Christian. <laughs> still sound a sneaky wank. Um, yeah, the only... <laughs> <laughs> so believe it or not, I was hanging shoelaces to dry. Um, <laughs> Why didn't you leave the show with that? <laughs> you, you cannot yeah, make that sort of stuff up. We believe you. <laughs> you really can't. Uh, you know, I, in an ideal world, too, he's going to be coaching the younger players on you know tactics, all, all the sort of shit. The guy, his caliber and his knowledge and experience would be able to you know depart upon younger players. Um, but once again. We don't have a coach that's going to give any of these young players an opportunity, or at least it certainly does not feel that way right now. So, all right. Well, that uh, that's everybody that's coming in. Did you want to uh, go over exiting players or major yeah, ones? Sure. Or... Yeah, yeah. Why not? Um, let's see here. Um, and Juan just said he's going to teach him Spanish swear words, but of course. That's part of the fun. They're right? the best ones. Um, and he also said he's a hard worker. Uh, he's the lead press for River, and he does the same for Columbia, even though he hasn't scored much for the country. Which, to be honest, is like kind of a we. we it's not a bad player to have. It's not a bad striker to have. You know. Um, well, and we saw play on the, he plays on the left hand side primarily. Correct. Uh, that I can't really speak to. I mean, oh, I guess I, I should take a look. Because I was going to say, on the, Duke has no idea this, how to press. So that <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it looks like he's a center forward. So no, it looks like he he plays either on the right or mostly just up the middle. Okay. So yeah, no, my yeah, yep. I forgive you. All right, so let's uh, <laughs> let's go with some of the let's go with some of our bigger. Uh, we'll start with the biggest one. We'll start with Nicholas Fulkrug, uh, who went to uh, Dortmund uh, for thirteen million. 
Um, which I mean, honestly, like we wanted 20, but let's be real here. We were not getting 20 at that point in time. Well, I think well just, for, I'm going to, I'm going to interrupt your yeah, question because I yeah. had the pleasure quote unquote of listening to all of our shows last season to make the best of montage. There was a section in there where we were talking about the sale of full Krug and we were talking 20 million, this 20 million, that, and you said yeah. you'd be surprised if he went for 12. So remarkable <laughs> that you were, pretty, you were pretty close. There we go. That's why they pay me the big bucks, folks. <laughs> it's Christian's lock of the day. Eat shit Dunking. sooner. <laughs> yeah, Dunks right. on sooner. <laughs> well, here's here's the thing is that, A, we know that there's a tendency for supporters to overvalue players that are near and dear to their heart. Right? We know that. And it's like fucking people who love Christian Gross. Perfect example. You know what I mean? I'm the rest the of the world oh, would no, see him. Oh, Exactly. The rest of the world would see this guy as a dog shit player who got lucky enough to walk into a first division team lineup. Um, but for some of our population, it's just this is, you know, God's gift to fucking football, uh, especially because he's a local boy and he's old. Hey. Um, <laughs> he has a goatee. But yeah, yeah, seriously. Uh, so like and Luca, you know what? Luca is a brilliant player. And I think in another life or other circumstances, he could have done incredibly well at a high level. Unfortunately, the key things that hamper him are A, his injury history, yeah. B, his age, which kind of works for and against him because 30s, give or take, about kind of the prime year for a good striker. You know what I mean? 29, 30, maybe 31. Um, but also with that is the injury aspect, right? Yeah. Um, so, and, and, and it's not just like nagging injuries We're ACL yeah. repairs, three yeah. of them. Yeah. yeah. It's like long, long standing. So, I mean, those coupled any, and he's on a team that, you know, has not been particularly successful, although he has, um, and in a league that is hesitant to pay huge amounts of money for, you know, German players, unless they're at a top side going to another top side. And he is not any of those things, you know, right. um, he's done. He's had kind of like a sneaky little intro to a really poor German national team. Um, as we've seen over the last couple of days, last couple of games. Um, and it's not to say once again, that he doesn't have the talent. I let, let me get this fucking straight. I fucking love Luca. I fucking love the dude. I love his attitude. I love the way he scores goals. Um, I love that. He's missing a goddamn tooth. The guy is just a charming, solid fucking club player. You know what I mean? Like, this yeah. is the type of dude that you absolutely, everybody in the club should love. Um, but that being said, that's because he's a Verder guy, you know? And nobody else is going to feel that way. And he's gone for $13 million plus, like, what, another two of bonuses or something like that? So 15 yeah. That works for me. I'm totally good with that. Uh, and he also just got injured, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. That's perfection. <laughs> Uh, like literally it doesn't get any better like and i do not wish so let me get that spray too i do not wish <laughs> you gotta put that in eh? on him even fucking remotely i want him to have a happy healthy fucking career that does not involve scoring against us but also talk about fucking timing you know <laughs> <laughs> well, i don't know king ian if you got any thoughts on that transfer no nah, not really 
No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think it was pretty inevitable that he was going to move on. Yeah. Um, I, I was, I was really hoping that he would move uh, out of out of Germany, just because I don't want to have to see him uh, again yeah. in a competitive sense. Looks um, weird in yellow. I'll tell you. Yeah, that. yeah, he really does. So, it, yeah, that that's sort of my only thing that I would have preferred to see him move uh, beyond the borders. But say uh, la vie. I don't think he'll score against us. In the... <laughs> oh, not, not at this rate. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the uh, in the words of Christian, put the bog egg on him and get him moving. All right. <laughs> I've been waiting. To use, I've been waiting to use that one. <laughs> what context did I ever? Say I don't. That in? <laughs> I have no idea. It's irrelevant. It's wonderful. <laughs> okay. Who Ooh. else you want to talk about? Uh, let's do Ilya Groyev. Um, yes. gone to Leeds for 6.5 million euros. Um, once again, player we would all love to have seen play. I uh, could not get any time uh, because of the man who will remain unnamed. Uh, but you know, I wish, yeah, nice try. Uh, I can see you're getting ready to press that trigger. No, gross. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Shame to see him go. 23 didn't get much of a chance here. Would have been nice. Was clearly valued at quite a few clubs because Ajax yeah. came knocking as well. So you got to wonder why we decided to sell him now. Uh, whether it was his agent, whether we needed the cash, what the deal was. Either way, wish the him cash. the best. Yeah. Um, I mean, we still came out. We still came out, you know, with well, quite you take, a... You take, uh, Luka, well, you take Luca's sale price and you add it to Griev's and what do you get? The 20 million they wanted for Fukrug. <laughs> there you go. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's so. It's, it's why yeah. they had the twenty million tag on Fulkrug, not because I believe they felt they thought they could get it or they deserved it, but but that's literally what they needed right. for this yeah. season. Yeah. Sure. And so, so the fact they got six yeah. and a half for him is impressive. I mean, let's just yeah. let's just be thankful we got that for him. Uh, but it, yeah. it it's always going to be a, a little bit of a conundrum as to why it is all these other leagues and teams could see value in him, but we just couldn't. Yeah. 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 I think that's a frustrating piece. And I'd like to say that we'll miss him, but we never saw him play. So we yeah. don't know what we're missing. Yeah. That's the thing to right. me is that it's, it's strange that we had a player that was worth 6.5 million Euro to another club and we didn't play him. We didn't think he was good enough to play here. Right. right. Yeah. Which is just so confusing yeah. about the whole situation. Very confusing, particularly really. So, All right. Yeah. Shame to see him go, but what are you going to do? Who else you want to uh, talk about? Uh, let's do, uh, I mean, we can do Schmidt. Schmidt it. Sure. Um, who was, you know what? I'm, I'm like, it's a bummer because he was a, a solid player. And that's a, you know, talk about a good example of a player that uh, <laughs> came in very reluctantly uh, by the coach. We, we were like, give this guy a fucking shot. Um, and, and for whatever reason, it took forever for Ole Werner to let him play. Finally played, showed that he was of value. Um, was you know should have been walking into our starting eleven on a regular basis. Um, and then we sold him off to Toulouse, which is like fine. I mean, we've got so much depth in that area, really, like in that kind of box to box attacking midfielder. I'm not really all that upset about it. And I kind of said that too. Like I wouldn't. It would be disappointing if we got rid of him and didn't replace him. But we got rid of him and we're fine there in that position. You know. 
Yeah, at, at I think 25, 26, I don't see him as, like, he might have developed further. I don't think he was going to get the time, especially yeah. if Kaita is going to be uh, fit. Uh, you know, it's going to be a, a, a battle between him and Schmied. Uh, you might as well collect the two and a half for him and, and move him on. I, I I really did like the player, though. Yeah. Uh, King Ian, I know you're you're making jokes there about Christian and his shoelaces, but... Uh... Do you have any thoughts on Schmidt? Um, no, again, someone that, um, yeah, would have been nice to see a bit more of. Um, he got a bit of time last season, but uh, I think, yeah, someone who's been with the club for, for so long, it's it's always tough to see them go. But, uh, yeah, looking for a move elsewhere, maybe more playing time, uh, a bit more money maybe. Uh, wish him all the best. Well, do you want to get into Kiarodia, Christian, or is there another one? Yeah, we can do Kiarodia. Once again, you know what? I mean, it's a, a perfect example of a player I'd like to miss, but we never really saw anything out of him. We just know that he was highly desired by quite a few people, uh, yeah. of value to a bunch of people. And I think just based on what limited experience he had with playing time here, he was probably like, why the fuck am I here? I'm getting the fuck out. Um, and it's, I mean, thinking Nar, what's his name? Naraki. Perfect yeah. example. You know what I mean? Another, like, these are positions we need fucking players in, you know, our defense fucking sucks shit. Hands yeah. down. It's the only, like our strikers got stronger. Our midfield got stronger. Our defense still fucking sucks. It's garbage. And these are two players that clearly could have contributed and yet we've decided to do to sell them off for fucking pennies to, to other teams. Whatever <laughs> we do have Friedel, reason. and that's a liability one. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. So yeah, so that's my my hot headed take on. Uh... Sure. Well, I think if we're being completely honest about that situation, Kiarodia was nothing more than a chess piece to make some money, and that was it. Uh, and I think after a year or so in Bremen, that became very obvious to him. Uh, they brought him in. They knew they wouldn't be able to keep him. So you basically just hang on to him, keep him healthy, and sell him for a profit. And I think that's probably what the plan was right from the get-go, uh, regardless of how we feel about it. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> just hope he doesn't end up being worth 50 million euro down the road somewhere. He no, he, yeah. he, he, will. he yeah. will. But it was never the, yeah. it was never the plan to, de to develop him. It was never the plan to integrate him into the team. It can't possibly have been the plan because there was no evidence that that was the plan. Uh, if he was that desired by other teams and, and we couldn't be bothered to play him, I, I swear we were just, we were keeping him like, uh, what's that? What's that? Uh, he was keeping him like veal, chain him to the p sure. a post somewhere, make yeah, sure he's yeah. nice and tender, sell him for top top. Make sure he's penned in so he can't get hurt by anybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any other ones you want to touch on there christian i think that's kind of the big ones i think for us yeah. in my mind i don't know if there's anybody you think that i'm i'm leaving out there well i wanted to uh to take a little bit of a stroll down this this idea that is you know bauman a genius or a goof and um Fucking i mean goof. i've <laughs> i've always said that we've got to give credit where credit's due and last summer we did give him credit for a couple of nice transfers in, in Nicholas Stock, uh, Peeper. Those were good transfers to replace players like Toprak. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, he did a good, he did a decent job last, last summer, brought in Steyr. Yeah. Um, this summer, again, we would have to look at it. And we just said on paper, this team looks stronger. So, I sure. mean, football, it's a results driven world. I, yeah. I think right, right That's now, Bauman's looking pretty good. If 
if we look at the team on paper, he and Fritz and Jan, Jans, sorry, I keep saying Juan. <laughs> they've, they've done a pretty, they've done a pretty decent job. Um, and I, you know, if I guess if you're not sure, you can always ask Frank Bauman. He mentioned it, that they did a great job in a kicker uh, interview. But uh, I think, like you said, Christian, on, on paper, I think they've got the capabilities to compete in the Bundesliga. Um, the team is up 20 million in transfer revenue. It has reasonably strengthened itself in most of the positions. I think the uh, the the injury in Dortmund lends itself to Bauman looking pretty good right now. Um, you know, offloading a striker that costs us three million per season in, in salary uh, gets up. You know, ends up being injured like literally the two days after you move him. Uh, <laughs> I, I think the game against Mainz also makes Bauman uh, and Cole look like geniuses. Um, they they sold full crew, but they still had offense. The team looked great, so he looks great. Um, but I wanted to throw these guys at you, throw this stuff at you. And uh, here's why I believe those that are singing Bauman's praises may turn on him uh, well, faster than mayonnaise left on the front seat of a car in summer. Um, any injury to Werder's back line lasting more than three weeks, I think will be something that might trigger it. Uh, you sure. already mentioned it, Christian. Minimal depth here. Uh, it's the largest red flag after this window. Uh, we play with a back three. We have three and a half Bundesliga defenders. Um, and there's really, there's no up and coming prospects. We just talked about Kirodia, uh, Norvaki. Uh, and if two of them end up missing a game with either a card suspension illness, we got backups like gross and rap. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts yeah. on that. Well, who did we play in the friendly against Gladbach? Uh, starting out, was it rap in the back line there? Yeah. Rap was the in the back line. I, I didn't even watch there the game. Go. As soon as I saw the lineup, I thought, screw that. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. No, and I don't. I, I caught most of it, and you didn't miss a thing. Like it was all pretty garbage, basically. It was just like kind of a, I don't know, like a scrimmage, just to you know see who who can do what at the time, like a high school scrimmage, you know. Um, I don't think there was much much to miss there, to be completely honest. But uh, yeah, no, like we're I'm I, I hope you're right, but eh, a lot of a lot of his uh, supporters seem to be fairly short sighted. You know what I mean? Well, blindness to his weaknesses. Well, that's, yeah, and we'll, we can definitely touch on I mean, just as far as, like, right now, where things stand right now, he's looking pretty good. But, yeah, if, sure. we, if, we, get, sure. if we get an injury to that back line lasting more than three weeks, uh, yeah. I think people will start going, um, about that, Frank. Uh, another one yeah. that I think might uh, cause people to second guess is if there's an injury uh, to Visor. Sure. I mean, we've got, yeah. we've got a goo sitting there, but we're talking about a guy that hasn't played competitive football in a year and a half, like at any level. Uh, and then they do have Opitz, but I mean, if he's gone long-term, is that the guy you want playing right, uh, right back? I don't know. King Ian or Christian, if you guys want to comment on that, that would be my other one, an injury divisor. I mean, uh, that'd be the quickest way for Opitz to get some time though, yeah. <laughs> you know, and see what he's actually made of. That being said, I'm sure. You know, Bittencourt's getting put back over. there. Yeah, exactly. We're not going to see anybody in their natural position then. Um, big question for me is, like, how long does it take before uh, Bowen sours on either uh, Ole Werner for not playing the new signings or sours on Jans for making these brilliant signings but them not working because Ole Werner won't play? <laughs> <laughs> Great point. Great point. The shoelaces got him again, folks. Yeah. <laughs> King Ian, your thoughts Literally on that? Literally clean shoes while we're talking too. 
I mean, uh, I, yeah, I think if Visor gets hurt, I I would put Christian Gross back there. You're an ass. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, I think uh, from uh, the very little bits of um, opits that we've seen, um, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm open to playing the kids and uh, letting them make mistakes. Uh, God knows that our first team regulars are making enough of them already, so why not let the kids do them and learn? <laughs> Okay. The, uh, the third thing that I think might make people turn on Frank Bauman this season would be the ongoing failure of Kaita. And I think, uh, I think most people there would say, you know, free transfer, no worries. But uh, if you remove Kaita from our list, our on-paper list, our on-paper benefit, uh, it, the benefit to the midfield, it, I think, it gets much smaller. Uh, Stea and, and Lenin are good, but we need that third position to be filled, and it's going to be filled by either Schmid or Bittencourt, who are just hot and cold performers. I don't know what your thoughts on uh, a failure of Kaita being a, a reason people might turn on Bauman. I think there was always a risk with Kaita, yeah. right? I mean, people weren't people knew he was a super like big injury liability, and having that brought in. I mean, his salary is the big uh, the big one, right? The big hit and. Um, We'll just have to see. Uh, who knows? Maybe he'll go on a tear and, well, not get one, but hopefully go on one and uh, be, <laughs> be uh, a real difference maker for us. And if he isn't and gets at least back up to health and we can sell him on and make a profit, profit then it's a tidy investment for sort of a year, maybe two-year investment, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think anybody that's... Uh expecting you know has high expectations of kaita has not been paying attention to what this dude's career has been like over the last couple of years um i think exactly that everybody understands that it's a bit of a risk um and it's a risk that we are willing to take and should be taking because it could also pan out in the other direction where this guy's a fucking world-class player and just you know absolutely crushing everything um yeah, no, I don't think I don't think Bauman. Honestly, like if getting relegated didn't hurt fucking Frank Bauman, and <laughs> Kaida is not going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back, you know. Okay, the yeah, uh, the the last one that I said might uh, make people turn on Frank Bauman will be when the attack dries up, or I should say, if the attack dries up. I mean, we we saw a fantastic game against Mainz. Um, everybody was singing the praises of the signing, singing the praises of Ole Werner, singing the praises of the youth. Um, if Werner either squashes this, the attack dries up, maybe Bora is a bust. Um, you know, things are, I think will start getting pretty uncomfortable for Frank, uh, pretty quickly. I don't know what your thoughts on that. I'll be my last one that might make people turn. Um, I mean, if the attack dries up, we're probably not winning games. So that's that's. Yeah, um, I think if the attack dries up, it's going to be because Ole Verner's not doing what he should be doing. Um, as to once again, I think I think Bauman right now is a very long leash, unfortunately. Right. Um, <laughs> if the attack dries up, it's because Verner continues to do what he's doing and refuses to change it in any capacity. You know, he makes subs in the fucking 80th minute gives people about three minutes to try and impact the game. They don't. And he's like, well, that's why I don't fucking play you. Um, you know, <laughs> that's what he sounds that. like. Exactly. Too, folks. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. He's a fucking meathead. Um, <laughs> oh, I told you guys. Yo, yo, I told you score a goal, bro. Um, 
pretty spot on. It's amazing how much I've Ver- how much I've turned on him. Werner as a total bro dude. That would be hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's from Vaughn. Yo, bro. <laughs> I doubt we have any listeners in Vaughn, so I'm not going to take any heat. Pretty localized reference. Centric. Yeah. yeah no, particularly, so like our one fucking Werner <laughs> supporter in Toronto. <laughs> there you go. You'll find one guy in the area who's just a diehard Werner supporter. <laughs> Oh no, it's <laughs> it's all Italian up there. They they wouldn't know Werner. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, no, I I think if our attack dries up, then uh, we might, and we continue to do the same thing we've been doing. Um, then yeah, very highly likely that it'll fall on the shoulders of Oli Werner, who um, <coughs> I don't know. I'm curious to see how people react. Um, I, I'm already curious as to why people aren't reacting, um, against Werner for this win versus like cheering him on. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Like people are like, showing his tat like that. There was that article and what was it? Uh, Beza Courier that, um, basically said, oh yeah, he, he decided to play, you know, the same thing he's always done and it's worked out. Here's why it worked out. It was like patting him on the back for fucking not making any changes and being well, forced to play his hand. And that I mean, there, shit there got, is, my, got me so aggravated. Well, well there, there's there's a good reason why people um, either don't like this show, uh, come at us for being so negative, et cetera, et cetera. It's because we won't pet their monkey. You know, pet my monkey, yeah. love my monkey, mm, pet my monkey, right? Like it's, it's no, I, I'm, I'm happy to give you credit when things are going well. I just went through why I think Bauman probably did a pretty good job this sure. winter, this window. I'm going to give a lot of credit to Jans, uh, but yeah, I think he did a pretty good job this window. He did a pretty good job last window too. So what, yeah. I, you know, does that mean now that because he's had a small modicum of success that I'm to ignore what's yeah. happened the reason that we have to make 20 million to offset our, our negative uh our, our well what's the word i'm looking for here my apologies yeah, yeah well it's, it's not it's not debt i um equity negative equity sure. you know it's and and i i definitely I, I would love to try to get into that it might take a little bit of time but again it's I just, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to cherish your idol. I, you know, and if that's Ole Werner and you want me to sing his praises when things go well on the field, if there's enough evidence pointing to the fact that he didn't actually really have a big hand in why that played out that way. And we've got six months of history and data to show that that wasn't why it played out that way, that he literally in some ways had his hands tied and the players did the great work on the field and made him look good. I'm I'm not gonna cherish your monkey. I'm sorry. I just, I just can't do it. Yeah. Oh, you know, and I, I also think that's why other people do turn into the show. Maybe it's because the only one in English, and they just tolerate it. <laughs> that's why I'm here. Probably. That's right. <laughs> right, but I I would hope it's because we're really not interested in just beating the fan drum. And, uh, you know, like I said, idolizing individuals or foregoing their failures just because, well, they're the people in charge, so we should love them. That, that to yeah, me, it just doesn't seriously. fly. Yeah. Wow, that's fucking wildly uncomfortable. Like, you're not going to challenge authority? Come on. Fight the you man. Know? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Fight the powers that be. <laughs> well, the... Uh, Anyways. Uh, yeah, I'm going to... 
I just was going to riff a little bit on the negative equity situation. I'll try not to take too long here because we're already at an hour. But the, the biggest thing that I learned, and you guys can jump in whenever, uh, but the biggest thing I learned during this transfer window is about how much money Verter needs to actually service the debt annually. Uh, there was about uh, a three-week period after the sale of Buchanan where things got a little uncomfortable for Verter front office. And I think fans were starting to get pretty rowdy at the lack of replacements for the sold players and kind of the gaping holes that we were seeing that the depth was missing. Um, but it was during this time, um, it was repeatedly said by the Verter front office that we needed to sell players before we could do anything. Now, I don't know if you remember uh, either one of you guys prior to the sale of Buchanan, we were told that we would never sell Buchanan unless we had a replacement at the ready. So mm -hmm. how is it that we sold Buchanan didn't bring in a replacement right away. And then we were all of a sudden too broke to buy a player until someone else was sold. Right. I don't know if you guys remember that, but I mean, yeah. at the time when that was happening, there was, there was a net positive 5 million in transfer revenue. When they sold Buchanan, they had 5 million in positive transfer revenue. How could we have been broke this entire time with 5 million sitting there? And then it dawned on me. I'll bet that that is the amount of money that is the minimum requirement to service debt. And it makes sense. Seven yeah. percent on seventeen million in bonds is around one point two million. Uh, prime interest rate on a forty million dollar from the bank is likely to fetch around another two point five million, maybe a little bit more with some of the interest uh, rates uh, hikes in the last little bit, depending if they had it locked in or not. Which brings us to in and around four million uh, required just to service the interest on debt. Um, so that would make sense that if they had five million there and saying, "Sorry guys, we still don't have money." Um, I don't know if you guys thoughts on that before I move on. No, sounds no. about right to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely, yeah, it had to have been something that they were like, oh yeah, this, uh, this reminder oh, popped shoot. up on my iPhone. I forgot we had to pay this bill. <laughs> um, yeah, we should do that. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the guy, the nice guy from the nice bank called They They need money for something. <laughs> Uh, but now, like post uh, transfer window, there's the sale of Fulkrug and Griev, and it does sound as though the majority of the money brought in, 20 million, is going to be used to address Verter's negative equity. And I should say 15. If it takes five to handle the interest rates, 15, I suppose, for negative equity. So that got me to thinking negative equity and why does Verter have it? Um, negative equity, in a nutshell, is when the thing you bought is worth less now than when you bought it. Not only that, the amount that you owe on it uh, is more than you could sell it for. So as an example, oh, I don't know, Christian, you buy a condo in Toronto for what, 4.5 million? That sound about right? For a one bedroom? Nice, but yeah, go for, ahead. Nice yeah, little 500 yeah, for, square for footer? For a bachelor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he, he buys this condo for 4.5 million. 12 months later, Let's, for whatever reason, I don't know, the majority of the population leaves Toronto to live somewhere else. Who who knows why they would do such a thing? The the housing market is now negatively affected, and his condo that he mortgaged for $4.5 million is only worth $2.5 million. Christian would then have a negative equity of $2 million. So for every football club, part of the regulations of solvency would be to prove that in the event of catastrophe or whatever, you got to shut your doors, that you can settle your debts. The league wants to make sure that teams aren't growing their negative equity and have a plan to replace, uh, or sorry, a plan in place to reduce it over time. So last season, I don't know if you guys know this, Verter were fined by the DFL uh, because we posted a negative balance 
uh, in our promotion season after we bought Jan mm. or sorry Stay. Why do I keep I'm getting Jans and Juan and <laughs> 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 might be. I got into the Jagger last night, and this <laughs> I think it might be negatively <laughs> affecting my season. Uh, so, so this season, Verter has to show that they're moving in the right direction, and they have to reduce the negative equity by at least 10% in 2023. So if you put all the pieces together, depending on what the team is willing to spend in the winter transfer, should they spend anything, I think it might give us some insight as to the total negative equity that the team is facing. Um, but I didn't have a chance, and sorry, this was a little thought experiment I went on. I didn't have a chance this weekend, but I do now have a desire to begin kind of going through Verter's roster and looking at some of the gained and lost values on players that we've purchased and how that would play into the negative equity. I mean, understandably, the topic uh, reaches everything like capital expenses, property, uh, but the players, I think, play a big role in it because players' market value can fluctuate in both directions. So as an example, I wrote down here, uh, Top Rack would be a great, good example. Like we paid a million for the loan deal. Then we paid $4 million to complete the transfer. So $5 million invested in this player. And after a few years, he, he left for free. So at no point during his stay yeah. with Verter did Toprak's resale value come anywhere close to $5 million. It steadily decreased in value until he left. The value was $1.5 million, so a negative equity of about three point five. So on the other hand, a player like Kaita comes to us for free and immediately has a market value of $12 million, so a net positive of twelve million, mm. right? Does that make sense? Am I making sense? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Did I wake? You, did I wake you up? Yeah, 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 yeah pretty much. Numbers <laughs> <laughs> are getting talked. I have no clue, and I'm just like, whatever. I tune out. Make sure you're in math class. That's the reason why I smoke pot for that fucking class. <laughs> well, Somebody I mean, else will take care of it. It does also seem it does also seem particularly harsh to fine a team for not having enough money, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like the old uh, I can't remember who mentioned it, but back in the day when they used to put people in uh, maybe they still do, but in Britain they used to put people in jail if they were caught sleeping on a park bench, right? So you <laughs> yeah. you put it you put a guy in jail because his crime is being poor. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> well, I'll tell you the judicial system in Canada for the longest time, and they would actually do that here. They ticket you for being homeless. Um, sure. And now you've seen judges. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Cool. Come find me. You know, send the bill to my home. Right. Idiots. Uh, well, now you have judges that recognize and see that, you know, this is completely goddamn pointless. Nobody wins with this. Um, so we're not going to do that. So the police can still do it, but it usually gets tossed out because uh, it's pretty much pointless. You know, what are you squeezing blood from a stone? It's a good um, thing we don't yeah. have sooner on this podcast. <laughs> Magasino, lock them up. Lock them up. What about their emails? Pizza gate all over again. I guess when I, when I'm looking at the whole negative equity thing, I mean, um, if you need players like Top Rack to get a team promoted, right? Uh, but I mean, we're just looking at it from the money side. Your your experienced aging out players are always going to lose equity. And this is where it gets important. So for those of you that fell asleep during the economics class, pay attention now. But you need a few of those for leadership and stability. Your youth are going to be the ones gaining you equity. So you can see why the sale of Buchanan, he comes for free. We sell him for 1.5. It's actually a good bit of business from just a strictly financial point of view. If you factor that he was valued at $3 million, it looks less so. Uh, and if you consider what he might do in future years, the deal looks more ridiculous all the time. Um, 
but but Werner has some exciting prospects. There are opportunities coming our way. The question is, if Werner continues selling off their talent early, where is the rest of that positive equity going to come from? The rest of the team is going to be aging out and losing value. Fresh impulse has to come from somewhere. Now, perhaps we can pull off a, a Kaita deal every year. I doubt it. Um, you know, last season, Peeper, Stark, again, maybe it can happen. But the, it, 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 it only works if you sell them. And this is the key point. You can bring in these guys. You can have value. But if you don't sell them, they are just losing value. And if the way you pay your bills is by selling the youth at a at when, when it's early on in the process, you're actually capping the value before it becomes something that's really going to enrich you. Does that make sense? No. Dead air. <laughs> I was listening. I just don't understand anything. <laughs> I get. I guess the, the upshot of it all is that the, the current way that the team is working, it, it or or is selling it and bringing sustainable. Players, it, it can work. This can work. Yeah. But you but you have to bring in probably one to two players per year for free that are going to be great great pickups. Kovanovsky, Kaita, one to two every year. And then every year you're going to have to sell at least one of those players in order to get the major windfall plus about five or six youth prospects at a lower value because they won't be they won't have made their, you know, like like Buchanan if he if he stays another five years, what's he worth then? Right. Versus the one and a half yeah. you got for him today. Um, it's our youth system is not going to keep producing amazing talent. It's in shambles. Yeah. The, the, the prospects we have, let's just real quick, the prospects that we have coming up, what do we got? we got Voltamad. Uh, we got Jinma Schmid. Do we want to call Opitz a prospect? A uh, Dima, uh, Lenin, maybe that's it. You also have to be willing to play these players though. That's the whole thing, right? Well, that's, that's, that's just it. Develop them. They're, 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 they're capping the, the total uh, amount they could bring in because they're selling them early before they develop. But the, the, the truth is that that tap is slowly being turned. You're, you're, you're exhausting the resource there. We got what, two years of prospects and the youth systems for it's playing in the regional uh, division, not, no, not the, the local division. Right. Are we really developing pro like we, I, I swear we got two, two years to do this if we don't change things. But again, that's just me being the, the guy with the string and the cigarettes and Pepe Sylvia, Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's for the three of you out there that give a shit. <laughs> it's important i just like admittedly i'm i'm fucking i get so easily confused with this shit i just i leave it to people like you to figure it out and tell me what to think <laughs> so my life's well, easier that way am i should i be outraged <laughs> <laughs> tell me how to feel <laughs> well that's all i'm the, looking the, for the truth is, is in in two years time i think if we continue on this road we will be out yeah. of prospects to sell Sure. Um, yeah. And and then what do you have? You'll basically have yeah. a club of aging players and diminishing returns. Um, yeah. I really, I don't know what, I, I don't understand it. I don't, but again, it seems sustainable for a couple of years and that might be, yeah. then I, again, it might be some fancy footwork by Jans here somewhere. I, you gotta, yeah. who knows? We If every year we could pull off a Kaita deal and actually sell him, that's the key. When, yeah. The minute he's worth something, out the door. 
right? Yeah. Then it's doable. I just don't see our team. I just don't see us doing it. I don't yeah. know. No, that's fair. Bring in Kovanovsky. Let's say he's worth $6 million at the end of the season because he bags a bunch of goals. Do we sell him? Well, probably. That's, yeah. That's how you well, make pro- money. We probably in- sell him, and then we also uh, sign, like, an aging Veriter player, you know, Kevin Barons, <laughs> uh, for fucking $8.5 million. You bring full crew back you know? for the reunion tour. Yeah, exactly. For twenty <laughs> for twenty point two. We bring back know? Pizarro. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Ayilton's still in Bremen. Much as yeah, I love yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. Anyway, we're we're well over time, and we definitely revamped a show, and we got through all the transfer stuff. We did real well. Real quick here to both of you, we'll do a, a bet on it or against it. Bet on it or against it, Christian. Ian, Verder needs six points from the next three games. The opponents oh, are Heidenheim, Kohn, uh, and Darmstadt. Sure. Yeah, that's doable. Betting on it. Oh, is it betting that it will happen or betting that we need it to happen? <laughs> betting that we need six points from that. I think we do. Yeah, I think. We oh, do. yeah, we always need six points. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose it's kind of a dumb question for a team that's in a relegation position. <laughs> yeah. Verter needs six. No, no, we don't. No, no, no. Eh, good. don't worry about we'll, it. Leave him on. I think, though, <laughs> that I, I feel like from these matches, yeah, that should be the expectation, though, as well. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing short of. All right, folks. Well, next week and I believe it's a Sunday. We play against Heidenheim away from home. Bit of a tough team for Verter over the last few years. Here's And we're going to see a whole bunch of players we used to know, including our very own Dinchi running at us. And we'll see how uh, how that goes for what's that? Oh, if Young's playing on the left wing, he's going to have Dinchi running at him. That'll be interesting. Oh, brilliant. That could, that could be fun. Should go well. Yeah. Go <laughs> sure. Fucking hat trick and an assist. <laughs> All right. Well, we will uh, we'll end it there. Thanks so much, King Ian and Christian, for joining us. Really appreciate it, you guys. Anything that I missed that you want to tap on? Anything you want to tap before we leave? No, three. Christian Bob. Gross. That's all she wrote. Christian Gross. We will cap it off because apparently my intro music isn't working. We'll cap it off with Sooner's intro uh, America. Uh, Here we go. Thanks so much for joining us, everybody. We'll catch you (laughs) next week. Ciao, ciao. It's a very, very good friend of mine. Sooner, Sooner, Maggot, Sooner. It's a rig system. Maggot, maggot, maggot sooner. Nobody can do it like sooner. Nobody builds walls better than sooner. Nobody's better to people with disabilities than sooner. Will totally accept the results if I win. <laughs>